0: Welcome to Red Maryland Radio, the Red Maryland Network's flagship show. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. Look in my The
1: and welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network, coming to you live from the Al Davis Studio in the bucolic western shore of Maryland, the home of the worst team in all of baseball, along the banks of the semi-historic Magby River. You are listening to the Voice of Maryland, Maryland's leading conservative talk show, Red Maryland Radio, on the Red Maryland Network. I am your host, Brian Griffiths, with me in studio, fresh off the heels of the M3 concert, Greg Klein. Good to be here. Yeah, M three, M three. There were pictures of you at the concert. Yeah, yeah. You were you were great, meet, you were great meet, time, wonderful time. You were meeting people I had never heard of. I know, and that's, that's okay. okay. And that's okay. I've heard of them. But Greg is tan, rested, and ready to go after a couple of weeks uh, away from the microphone, so to speak. Sure. And uh, and and let me tell you something. We have quite a show for you tonight. We've got um, Anne Arundel County School Board member is showing us why school board elections are so critical yeah very very important yeah the elbows are getting sharper in the democratic primary for governor including today the washington post discovering what all of us were talking about six months ago about krish Vignaraja. yeah it's still not where it probably ought to be
2: but someone's trying to do something in the race sure
1: so we're taking your phone calls tonight seven six oh two five nine two seven one one but greg without any further ado let's just get right to the big news oh we're gonna we're not
2: gonna tease it we are not
1: gonna tease it all we're just gonna uh, go straight the
2: ado is over
1: yes yes and we've been we've been teasing let me let me know when you're ready for the we've been we've been teasing it for a little bit um and this is something that we've been working on for a couple of months now quite frankly and we are ready to announce it here today have the drumsticks at the ready um so without any further ado let's get that drum roll We would like to announce the first ever Red Maryland Leadership Conference, which will be held January 26th, 2019 in Annapolis, Maryland. Yeah. Woo! Project we've been working on for a couple of months now. Everything has come together, and it is time to announce that we are going to have a major leadership conference in early january now for those of you it's
2: by car it's been a while
1: (laughs) it's the first time we've ever done anything like this it's the first time anybody's done anything like this in maryland for a couple of years now um and it's time because we are going to have to start quickly building for the 2022 election not too long after the 2018 election and look our, this conference, it's going to be a heavy Maryland focus, okay? Yes. It's going to be the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. So yes, yeah, so we're not. It's
2: bring, what you expect. Yes,
1: yeah, so we're not going to bring in every Twitter personality under the face of the sun from other places. It's I have a be, feeling
2: Diamond and Silk will not be there.
1: That is a safe,
2: safe bet. <laughs> But um, there will be people and we've invited people.
1: We've invited a lot of people.
2: And you know, one of the things we did with the invitation, give, give me the date again. January Jan- Saturday,
0: January
1: 26, 2019. Mark your calendar now. The DoubleTree Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, there'll be a link you go buy tickets. The Set link will be live at com after the show tonight. And we've got I'm a sorry, lot of It also be I'm sorry, be com. the right. official link directly to the to the conference page. This is
2: and we've got some confirmed speakers we're talking we're talking to, and we'll talk we'll mention some of those. Um, but we we kind of said when it came to speakers, like if we could have like our dream speakers, who would we get? And we've invited those people. Now, obviously, a lot of them, you know, not going to come. Some of them will need large piles of money. I imagine. And let's and let's but be we've clear. Invited, we, so we're shooting the moon for this. We've already got the reason we're announcing this now is because it's set. It's going to happen. It happened.
1: The contract is signed.
2: It's okay. going off. We we it, it's we're good to go. It's going to happen right now. We're going to have a good we're going to have a, a a good leadership conference. By the time we get to January, we're going to be in a position to have a great leadership conference. So that's what we're shooting for. Definitely,
1: definitely. That's a great so way. to mark calendar down. it's a great way to put it. Lunch will be in provided. And look, yes. we're trying to keep costs down, okay? If you guys have ever heard about, if you remember when there was the Red State gathering, which I now know right. that um, there's a resurgence gathering, Eric Erickson's. Um, right. Eric Erickson's website they're going to do something similar where they they invite people you know you can come speak but you got to pay your own way you're not getting a, you're not getting a stipend or anything like that you're you know if you want to be there you can talk but you know you're, we're not we're not paying the way so we're not you know we're not looking to make a profit off of this we're not looking right. to um you know we're not looking to to start Patting ourselves with cash over this, we're not looking to spend all of the money flying in speakers who have written books you may have heard of before. Right, you know we're talking about bringing people in people who are relevant, um, relevant to Maryland, but also relevant to the issues that are that are important here uh, in the state of Maryland. And we'll have a lot more announcements about what you know, and, and it's still
2: coming together. But but market calendars now January 26, two thousand nineteen, uh, the Annapolis DoubleTree Hotel correct yes market it now it's it's gonna happen you get lunch you get lunch
0: <coughs>
2: it's gonna happen so we're gonna cover a lot of we're gonna have speaker panels we're gonna have speakers we're gonna have a great time i'm sure we have a lot of folks who want to contribute to that uh but you want to put it on your calendar you want to have it on your radar we know there's an election between now and then which will affect a lot of what we end up uh covering there but uh we're very excited about it and um we wanted to announce it this far out because, you know, we've invited speakers and they're like, I don't even think that far ahead. I don't yeah, even yeah. assume no, I'll be alive then. That's true. Uh, but we we know that this is going to happen, and uh, so mark your calendars now. We're very excited. And
1: some of the speakers who we have already confirmed, by the way, right um, for this event, um, Anne Arundel County Executive Steve Shue. Right. He and I will be having a, a cycling panel discussion. <laughs> that's a joke, Steve. <laughs> Uh, Senate Minority Leader J.B. Jennings, right. Senate Minority Whip Steve Hershey, right. House Minority Leader Nick Kipke, right. House Minority Whip Kathy Shalega, right. Um Radio Personality Andrew Langer. At BAL guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've got Ian Patrick Hines from Hines Digital. We've got Rory McShane from McShane LLC, two political consultants to come in and talk about political campaigns.
2: And whatever happens between now and then, I bet they'll have some interesting insights and... You know, give you some good, bad, and ugly on the whole deal. So that'll Oh yeah, be exciting yeah. When well, we've those guys, and
1: like I said, we've like Greg said, we got a lot more speakers that we're talking to. Got yeah,
2: I mean, out. I, you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's more if than If you've six ever months listened away. to
2: any of our shows or who we like. You know, you have some sense. Red, red, Maryland. See who we like. I mean, we we invited them. Trust me. Yeah,
1: you know, and it's also so eight we'll and see. a half months in the future. As right. Greg said. So, right. Um, cards yeah. subject to change, as they say in the wrestling business. A- absolutely. So you know. And we look- I, I
2: know Andrew and Jerry know Kellyanne Conway. I mean, I'm just saying, not saying that's going to happen. <laughs> just saying that's the kind of you know. <laughs> <laughs> but point- a lot's going to happen during the election. So and look, the whole idea of this, there is- could be elected officials there who will be former elected officials then. And look, there's vice versa. Lot- there's vice versa. What yeah. the hell is that? People mean? who aren't elected yet who will be there who are elected. Um.
1: So. Um, oh, he's distracted. Folks. I am distracted, only because I'll be distracted. A, I got a note from somebody that we both know asking somebody to moderate a primary debate for clerk of the court in Queen Anne's County.
2: Wow, that is—I mean—that
1: is esoteric, right there. That—that is—it is, uh, don't get
2: any more exciting than that, folks. <laughs> and that's just a glimpse of the glamour <laughs> that you can expect. Uh, Oh,
1: and look a lot of the reason that we're having this conference is right. to drive the conversation about conservatism in right. Maryland uh, right. and get people in a room because you get people in a room at a Republican Party convention and those people who are involved they are you know they are what they are right. we want to make sure everybody is is invited to this it's not going to be a closed it's not going to be a closed session anybody can buy a ticket i had one legislator who i who i who i gave the iggy to that this was coming and saying i don't I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna buy a ticket. I don't even have to be on a panel. I will be there and buy a ticket. Really? Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. So, um...
2: somebody <laughs> likes us that much. That's great. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I should probably be nicer to whoever that was. I expect. <laughs> um, no, that's very cool. But and and you know, it's going to be after the election, and it's not a party thing. It's red Maryland. It's a conservative focus. So it's not, you know, we, we may talk about, you know, the state party or whatever, and and we have some ideas about that as well. But, you know, where we go, win, lose, or draw, mm-hmm. come, the, come the fall, I did, that was a couplet, um, we're going to be, you know, trying to gather and, and look forward. And there are going to be discussions about what we do, policy, politics. Uh, hopefully it will be in the afterglow of this amazing victory. Yes. And... That'll be really, really exciting,
1: right? You know, but, but if it's a- not, somebody's got to put the you know what back in the horse, right? So even, yeah.
2: So and and if it's in the wake of some horrible blue wave, then you know, then it's going to be about enough time for us to be dusted off and start moving forward, and maybe there'll be more finger pointing, which is always fun.
1: <laughs> but that's that we're hoping
2: that won't happen. But the point is, mark your calendars. Keep it in mind. Go buy a ticket now. You'll save a lot of money if you do. Tickets sell. go on
1: sale at ten a.m. tomorrow morning. Yeah. By the way, that's ten a.m. Thursday morning for those of you who might be listening. And uh, if you online, buy them now, we're practically giving them away. So. Yeah. No. It's a very cheap early, uh, super early bird. Yeah. Price starting at ten a.m. tomorrow. That super early bird price is available through the end of June. Right. So it's you know, but reserve your seat now. Look, we, we there's yeah. there's a limited number of seats, um, and this is going to happen. Yeah, it's we happening. It's going to happen if we sell
2: five tickets, which we'll sell a heck of a lot more than that. If we, it's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> it's it's a done deal. It's, gonna gonna yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. going to happen. Contract is signed.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. And if you want to sponsor, you know, we're gonna, you know, we 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 have sponsorship packages available yeah. on the website. If you want to negotiate a different sponsorship package, you can email us. We're we'll happy talk. to listen. We'll talk. There's going to be a program. There's going to be other sponsorship opportunities available. Absolutely. Um, you know. As I said, we will sell the naming rights to almost anything.
2: And as we get closer, that's <laughs> true. Hey, good idea. <laughs> and as we get closer to it, you know, if, I'm sure, I know there are lots of great organizations out there who want to, you know, cock their wares and all those sorts of things, and we'll be happy to accommodate those as well. All that's down the road. But right now, just mark your calendars. January 19th. 26th. January 26th. <laughs> wow. Um. Let's just forget I said that. <laughs> January 26, 2019, Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Right. The Red Maryland Leadership Conference.
1: And you can go to redmarylandconference.com. That's right. For more information on that. Okay? That's right. And we're, we're really excited about this. This we is are. This is a long time coming. Um, you know, basically, if you imagine like a one-day CPAC but focused on state issues, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Here, okay? Um, yeah. And again...
2: It's going to. I mean, the the reason we're so excited now is because we know it's going to happen. Yeah. It Now it's just a question of how awesome can we make it? Yeah. And that's so
1: I hope you all. And look, we hope we well. hope that we do this every year for the rest of eternity. OK, that this is a very successful event and right. that we can build upon it in future years. OK, that's what we're hoping for. That's what we really want. And you can be part of it. OK, you can be part of this inaugural uh, this inaugural Red Maryland Leadership Conference, and again, if you can't tell, we're really excited about this. It's gonna be a lot of work. It's a lot, a yeah. lot of. There's a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and January 26th. Again, that's eight and a half months absolutely. from Absolutely, absolutely. But so, um, but just mark your calendar. Right, January 26. And tell your friends. And tell your friends. And there'll be a, there'll be a Facebook invite on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Red Maryland forthcoming. Um, you can see us. Uh, you can see us. If you're going to be at the state party convention Friday night, by the way, it's a good time to mention this. Um, we will we will be taping a special edition of Red Maryland Radio live at the state party convention this Friday night, uh, starting about six thirty or so. Yeah, and we will be there talking to people. Um, and by the way, candidates,
2: we are interview you. This is your big chance.
1: We will interview just about anybody. This is who our wants special edition of Election Focus this week. Okay, Gregs. <laughs> <laughs> Greg's lollygagging See, again No, I'm not lollygagging you <laughs> Jerk
2: <laughs> Now I am going to have the panel on cycling At the, at the leadership conference
0: <laughs>
1: Good luck with that Let me know how that works out for you um, But yeah, we're excited Like I said, we got, we're got we talking to a lot of people About um, speakers coming in And we hope to be making some announcements Over the course of the next several months um, Yeah as, as far as who is going to be participating in this. Once again, that website is redmarylandconference.com. We are really
2: looking forward to Absolutely. making this, to making this we happen. We hope you just mark your calendars now. And if you're listening to this show, then you already know the good stuff that we offer here. You're definitely going to want to be there. So definitely do that. Yeah. Between now and then, of course, we have... An election. We have a primary election coming up. We have a general election coming up. Again, we're going to be Friday at the uh, state party convention where we'll, all of this stuff will be discussed and we'll have a special show that we'll record it Friday night and mm-hmm. we'll post it probably Saturday morning, maybe Friday night when I get home, uh, if I don't stay too long and party, um, as is my want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's the laugh track? Yeah those, <laughs> yeah, those days. Didn't you passed. bail out at like nine o'clock after the last one?
2: Shut up. I had to get home and get the podcast on. I was dedicated. No, you know what? I hung around. You did. I, I did hang around. Hang around. Hung around. A, I hanged around for a while, got some water, and then, um, you know, we ran into our buddy Don Murphy. He told me about all the times he re-listened to the show after I lost the state party chairman race, and that kind of depressed me, and I went home
1: after that. Just saying, I, I you brought that one up. I had nothing <laughs> to do with this one, all right? hey one thing else else thing by the way talking about listening yeah, to podcasts I do want to remind you that it is Maryland podcast
2: month which by the way is already we're only on May 9th yes has been a runaway success thank you to everybody who's been supporting and all the great new podcasts podcast
1: joining this week still. yeah we have you know just to, just to show you know, people were skeptical that this was a a nonpartisan effort when we you know when we when we launched this we really we were, were people do this. really
2: skeptical because they shouldn't have
1: been some people were skeptical okay but now Heather Mazir's podcast, yeah. Participating in Maryland Podcast Month, uh, her, her Ms. Maryland Soul Force Politics. It's a somewhat of a political podcast. It is nothing like this show. <laughs> right. Um, right. In many different ways. Right and um and you know if if you want to hear what the other sides talking about go take a listen you can go to uh, com there's a link at MarylandPodcastMonth.com. all the shows that we are uh, that are participating you know the mark and Lowell show uh Ending, these guys are great Engine they're very funny mom quality time um the Maryland crabs remember those guys will be on with us next Back week next to talk week. about podcasting on Absolutely. on our our May 17th show Right. Um, and of course, again, the the Eye on Annapolis uh, Daily News brief. You know, I listen every day. So do I. I've got Brian hooked on it. You do, yeah. It's, it's John. You do a great job. Yeah, it's it's a great
2: little snippet. I want to. We'll talk with them next week, but I want to interview that weather guy. They have <laughs> that guy fascinates me. You know how I am. Some people just fascinate me. That guy uh, does fast, but there. But it's not just politics. It's it. There's. Um, I still haven't listened to History of Maryland podcast. I will do that and give a report. Uh,
1: because again for people who don't remember Greg had the idea to do something like that and I kind of egged him on saying you should do it and then somebody did it for him which is good someone beat me to it which is good because he can't get the podcast he's already doing out on the network
2: yeah well I'm busy I have shut up I have to make a living (laughs) jerk (laughs) I do own MarylandHistoryPodcast.com though if those guys are listening um, (laughs) I do it's true it's just true Um, but there's there's podcasts on music you know there's ones with new bands there's all i mean everything you could be interested in. sports um it is really just even though it's us at red maryland who, who put it together who sponsored it uh it is really a celebration of everything that has to do with podcasting and a lot of very different worlds coming together circles that would never intersect on a venn diagram that yeah. are all on the same page doing this so this is this is very exciting. We urge all of our listeners to go check out some of those other podcasts too, because I guarantee you'll find something. And to you like. can
1: find all that info at MarylandPodcastMonth.com. Yeah, Greg, why don't we take a quick break? Then we'll reset and we'll kind of, um, now that we got, and got all the all the the shameless self promotion announcements out of the way, we'll we'll jump out of Lake Me, towel off,
2: and then we'll talk about
1: other. Yeah, stuff. we'll talk about why school board elections are important. And we will talk about the absolute nonsense craziness going on in the Democratic primary for governor. Stick with us, won't you? You're listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network.
0: You can help Red Maryland grow our reach when you visit redmaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal. A portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on our Red Maryland talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat, and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters. You're listening to the Red Maryland Network. Kaiser starts. Kaiser starts. <sighs> <sighs> Greg Liebens, die Deutsch. We're
1: back. Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. It is good to be here. So, Greg, this week, story. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Story at redmaryland.com. Yeah. Written by yours truly. So, Julie Hummer is on the Anne Arundel County Board of Education. She is. That's true. And she is. It's funny. It's funny. This fact is fact check got, true. This is <laughs> this is kind of part of the complicated thing that we're weaving right now. Because if, for those of you who don't know, Anne Arundel County, we finally have an elected school board this year. That is true. That is also true. The Democrats, in their effort to game the system, split the the board electorate so that four four county council seats are four board members representing county council seats are being right. elected this year right three will be elected uh in 2020 right so the, all of them will be on the same presidential election cycle in 2024 right it's so the a, members it's now a, will be serving six years Right, so it, it's a dumb thing
2: but it was a compromise so it's f- better than nothing four districts represented in this election three in the next one and then everybody down the road
1: right so Julie Hummer, who who technically will sit on the board of education until 2020, right. is on the ballot this year. Yes, so she right. is running uh, for a full six year term on the board of education. And uh, on her Facebook page, she talked about. And you can actually, if you go ahead and bring it up, we'll just read what she wrote. She got into a conversation on her campaign Facebook page about funding. The board of education in Anne Arundel County they love to get up to, to talk about this. They love to. Uh, basically read the union talking points. Yeah, where well, they're comes to advocates funding. for education, Yeah, as, yeah the, as Speaker Bush used to say. Right. Um, so they're talking about, um, It's it's just find it. It's there. Just just, <laughs> just
2: find it. Don't give Greg a link or anything. Well, the link should have been there.
1: Why don't you just search yeah. Hummer, Hummer up at top, okay? <laughs> I'm afraid to search that. It's, it's a safe search at Red Maryland. Oh, there you go. It's right there. It's a safe search at RedMaryland.com to search Hummer. Um, <laughs> don't search the Clinton library, but that's another story. Okay, um, here we so go. here is what, here is what Julie Hummer has to say about, is that big enough for you about funding? Yes. Don't search that. As a board of education member, I have no authority to raise taxes at all. I am tasked, however, with advocating for the true needs of the school system. Right. Our county is the third wealthiest in the state of Maryland. Yet we rank 18th out of 24th for per, for pure pupil spending. Our starting teacher salary is the lowest in the Baltimore-Washington corridor. We are adding students at the rate of over 1500 a year, yet the teacher positions funded by the county government do not begin to meet that increase. We have 15 schools with over 650 students and only one guidance counselor, yet the current budget proposal provides funds for zero additional counselors. So if the reason given for not meeting the needs of our students is that there is a limited pot of money because the number one priority is to tax at a rate below every other metropolitan district in the state, then yes, I advocate to raise our taxes. Well, there you go. Schools are the economic driver of a county. People move places because of the quality of the schools. Home values rise because of the quality to, quality of the schools. F O quality of the quality school.
2: of the education is why people
1: move. Home that. values rise because of the quality of the schools. Businesses locate where the employees want to live and where they can recruit an educated workforce. Shortchanging the school system is a pennywise pound foolish strategy for long-term growth for any jurisdiction. Now, Greg, as you well know, yes. in Anne Arundel County, the consequences for the last, our entire life, when it comes to a Board of Education member uh, advocating for tax hikes was... Zero. Nothing. Nada. Nada. Not a single In fact, in fact
2: thing. I mentioned the quote from one of the reasons that people like Speaker Bush opposed an elected school board for so many years was because he wanted to make sure, and he said this publicly, we've talked about it over the years. Yes, we have. Um, He said publicly he wants to make sure that the Board of Education is full of people who are advocates advocates for for education, education. which is code, which is left-wing code for people who want to push for more spending and higher taxes, which is exactly what Ms. Hummer is trying to do. Yeah. And now that we have competitive elections, now we have... She is, has somebody
1: running against her. Uh, she right? has two people running against okay. her, and for those of you who don't, those of you who aren't aren't in the know, um, the top two will go to the general election, right? Uh, so there, there will be there will be somebody eliminated in the primary election. So
2: taking this view now, she will at the very least, if not be defeated in the election, at the very least will face public scrutiny and have to make public uh, explanation of her positions vis a vis wanting to raise taxes. Now, what's important here, I mean, if you read that, I mean, that is exactly what you hear from the teachers unions. Yes. It's never enough. We always need more. Uh, The fact is, Anne Arundel County is a tax-averse county. Now, your wife works in the school system in the county. My wife has worked in the school system in the county. Uh, My wife is also taught in Prince George's County, where teacher salaries are higher. Look, Teachers would rather teach in Anne Arundel County than Prince George's County, even if the salaries are lower. I can tell you that metaphysical certainty. People would rather live here, despite our per-pupil spending
1: being less than uh, Prince George's County. Yeah, didn't no has, has anybody looked at Prince George's County schools recently? Right. Oh, wait, I talked about that on last week's show. We
2: don't have—that we don't I, that I'm aware of, we don't have a teacher shortage here. We're not having problems. And, and one of the reasons people live here— is because of the low taxes. Now, th- now the county executive, and I'm sure and and Brian points this out, is funding 98% of what the school board is asking for. Yeah. So what sh- what Ms. Hummer is decrying as this horrible cut and limiting our future and and pennywise pound foolish is 98% of what the school board wants. Yeah. Okay. Without raising taxes. Right. And, in fact, getting a little bit of a tax break. Yeah. And still giving, you know, multiple step raises to teachers and also, yeah, by the way, funding public safety and other priorities in the county. Right. So, I think what the the county executive is doing is spot on. Exactly, number one, what he was elected to do. And, number two... What's what the people in the in the election are going to want him to keep doing.
1: Right. I mean, this is look, the, the, believe the, me,
2: nobody's going to take to the streets because the only funded education, 98 percent of what the school board wanted and cut taxes instead of raising. them. No, the
1: union, keep, the, the teachers union keeps trying to make this a thing. OK, right. you've seen the bumper stickers all over Anne Arundel County. Mr. Shoe, please fund our schools. Right. He, he is. Yeah. You know, he's funding 98% of what the Board of Education requested. What the Board of Education requests, by the way, is a wish list. It is not what's necessary to keep the doors open and right. kids in school, okay? The problem is, is that every time we get to this, like where it winds up being a wish list. It's a Christmas tree where they just keep right. hanging stuff on there, usually what Democrats and the unions want them to hang on there. And it's not a realistic representation of what the county can afford. It's not a realistic representation of what the school system actually needs to survive. And usually the things that are not being funded are things that are not relevant to classroom instruction. Exactly.
2: And 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 look, this is an issue that's going on all over the country and, and it's going on here in Maryland. The Teachers unions, teachers groups, left-wing groups, Democrats, I don't care if you're in Maryland or Minnesota or Michigan or Arizona, every single one of them is going to tell you that the schools in our district, county, state are underfunded, every single one, okay? Whether, you know, in Arizona, I heard some report, they actually spend less now than they did years ago, okay? Meanwhile in Maryland we have record funding for K-12 education every single year. Okay, right. you're still hearing that.
1: Which the Democrats again Right. Yeah, you know, not not to not to pivot to the, de- to, the, to the to the to the governor's race, the Maryland Democratic Party and the candidates for governor still despite the fact that it's been record funded every year in the Hogan administration right. still push this canard that schools are underfunded and that Governor Hogan cut right. quote unquote school spending when we all know that what was actually cut was projected school spending. That was just totally overinflated from Jump Street, right? That and and was unaffordable and unsustainable. Meanwhile, they're going to want to jack up
2: state school f- spending by you know 40 percent uh, to, to follow this commission, this Kerwin Commission recommendations. That's let's put that to the side. Yes, here in Anne Arundel County, again, you've got an elected county executive, an elected county council, who are elected by people who are very much tax averse. I can tell you the county council, the district where I live, we had a Republican who raised taxes. They threw his ass out. Yeah. Okay.
1: The guy we got now. Oh, and by the way, don't forget. Don't forget, not only did they throw his ass out, he finished, I believe, in third. Third in that primary? Yeah, third in the primary.
2: Yeah, I mean, they not. it wasn't close. And the guy we got in the, there now, yeah, you know, he may sing Dixie on a, uh, <laughs> he may say a lot of crazy stuff. But he's probably going to get reelected fairly easily because he hasn't raised taxes, and he won't. I mean, when when we say Anne Arundel County citizens are tax-averse, that's what we mean, okay? You can have all the bumper stickers you want. The governor, the, the, the governor is not underfunding education. The county executive is not underfunding education. The schools are not going to pot. We got a brand-new school here in Severna Park. My daughter went... All the way through Anne Arundel County Schools, they were great. We build these cathedrals of new schools in this
1: area. Yeah. The money's there. Trust me. And the quality is there. And by the way, the new Crofton High School, the work on the, the potential right. second Old Mill High School. Right. You know, the new and, elementary schools, renovations for middle school. And it's true
2: now, as it was 18 years ago when my daughter started going to school in the county. I'll, you can't. You can't uh the quality of an Anne Arundel County Public School education is better than of Prince George's County or Baltimore City even though both of those jurisdictions for every year for the past 40 years probably has spent more per student yeah. than we have so that per
1: pupil it that doesn't mean crap that's one of those false um analogies and as and, I, and I've mentioned this on Red Maryland you know both on the show on redmaryland.com I've mentioned it for years if Per pupil spending meant what unions and Democrats like to pretend it means, right. then the District of Columbia would have the best schools in the nation. Absolutely. If that were a mark of how good a school
2: was, then the best schools in this state would be Prince George's County and Baltimore City. Yeah. Okay. And it ain't happening. And and teacher salaries the same thing. Look, teachers want to make as much as they can. Absolutely. But there, I could tell you for a certified fact because I lived with someone who believed this herself. Teachers would rather teach in Anne Arundel County and make less than teach in Baltimore City or Prince George's County. Bottom line. Well, and especially, too, I mean, it's that's you're and talking it's not about that much of a differential that they'd rather live and work in those places. Well, both so that's
1: another false equivalence. D- look, Anne Arundel County has had its right. issues over the years, okay? Sure, but top to bottom. Anne Arundel County is a better administered school system, no question with a better about physical it. plant, you know, and with better infrastructure. And hasn't had now. Look, we survived Kevin Maxwell. Okay, right. right. Um, thank God we did. turned as much as a, of, a, of a of a of a you know crap show that that he turned Prince George's County into. We avoided we avoided the scandal with Kevin Maxwell. And right. as many of you know, I was I was happy to be, to be rid of him when he left. But. Regardless is the fact that the base infrastructure in Anne Arundel County is built to better support teachers and better support students than it is in Baltimore City or Prince George's County and some other counties too. Okay, I mean, like you said, people want to get into Anne Arundel County schools.
2: And if Miss Hummer's theory is correct that this is a this is a long term losing strategy, then we would have seen it over the last ten or fifteen years, and just the opposite has been happening. And again. we're not talking about spending less money in real dollars than was spent spending. We're spending more money every single year. The, the county executive is funding 98% yeah. of what the school board's wish list is. So we're not talking about, you know, there are other states, by the way, where they've cut educational funding. I mean, there are other states in real dollars who spend less per pupil now than they did 10 years ago. Yes. I mean, that really happens. It doesn't come anywhere
1: near that in Maryland, though the rhetoric is exactly the same. And look, realistically, and look, you can probably, you can take, look at Maryland. Right. Okay, if you remember back all the times that we were getting all these accolades for being the top schools in the country. Right. Usually during the O'Malley administration and almost always related to school funding. It's all, look, it's but, all. Right. But, but, let me finish. Go ahead. Is the Go fact ahead. that, you know, when you start looking at um. You know gaps between um, you know, between minority students and, sure. the, and the general population. When you start looking at achievement, actual ach- a- yeah, the right. achievement gap. When you start looking at the actual actual test scores, actual knowledge of core subjects, the data has always shown that we lag behind a lot of other states, regardless of how much money that we spend. Right. The Democrats and the unions want voters to believe that money is the silver bullet that fixes all education. Anybody who has spent more than five minutes looking at education data, reading on education policy, knows that is not the case. The fact is is that a lot of voters—and look, people who are not power voters, if you will, people who pay attention to politics like you and me and a lot of people who are listening to this show, it's very easy for your average voter to get seduced by that idea um, that more money equals higher achievement. But at the same time— You know, that pie-in-the-sky idea that Democrats like to put out there, the teachers' unions like to put out there, run up against the very harsh reality that, as you say, Anne Arundel County in particular, is a tax-averse county. And the fact is, is that if you look at Steve Shue, funding education at 98%, not raising taxes, versus Stuart Pittman, uh, who the Democratic Democratic nominee, stooge puppet of the teachers' union, that's not going to end well for, for Democrats and their union buddies. And the model that Ms. Hummer's
2: putting up there, I mean, that's Howard County. Go to Howard County and live in Howard County. How many people live in Anne Arundel County who've left Howard County? How many people live in Anne Arundel County who don't want to live in Howard County because the higher cost of living, the higher taxes? Are the schools really any better? I, I'm not hearing that. People aren't leaving in droves. Businesses aren't leaving the county in droves to go to someplace like Howard County. Forget Prince George's County. You want to say that's not a fair comparison? Fine. Howard County. Okay? Howard County does exactly what Ms. Hummer thinks Anne Arundel County should do. People come here because they have lower taxes, and we have we still have some of the best schools, not just in the state, but in the country. Okay? My daughter came through public schools here in this county, got a fantastic education, has gone off to college and done wonderfully well. Okay. Um 98% of what the school board wants. That's great. That's that's exactly what I would want the, the county executive to do. To say we have to raise taxes 112 million dollars, which is what Miss Hummer is insisting that we need to do. Yeah. I'm sick of people like that on the school board. This is the, this is the nonsense that's been on the school board for all these years. What we need on the school board are people who are dedicated to making the most efficient use of the resources that are available. There are still tremendous inefficiencies in our county school system. Way too many. Fo- Look, if you take the average class size in Anne Arundel County and multiply it by the uh, the uh, average per pupil spending, okay, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, how much of that is going into the classroom? How much of that is the teacher getting? Yeah. Okay? You start looking at it that way, through that prism, You, you, you the first question you're going to start... And by the way, you could do that same analysis with any public education system in the country. The first thing you're going to start saying is, where the hell is all the money going? Yeah. And look... If you, uh, you're not going to think it's
1: underfunded. I guarantee you and, that. And you, they it's all well. If you're Baltimore City, you just lose it. You just misplace 130 million dollars, and nobody there's really no consequence. Yeah, for 300 million dollars is a rounding error. You know, here in Anne Arundel County, a lot of our money gets eaten up by the administration on Riva Road. We're talking about and 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 bloated. It's like any other bureaucracy. And it's bloated, right. and it and it's its focus is on self perpetuation. And not the actual mission, which is the delivering of education services to our pupils. And because of the way that we handle things here in Anne Arundel County,
2: it, those issues are not as acute as they are in places like Prince George's County. Right. Okay. Because we have a competitive political environment. Because we have uh, a tax-averse county. People have to mind their P's and Q's and the the... the you know, there's not going to be this blank check given to the school system. They're going to have to work within their means. Those pressures have created more efficiencies than you see in Baltimore City, for instance. That stuff would never be tolerated. No, either. none. Um, and that's part of the reason why. Uh, but, but there's still, you know, school construction costs are outrageous, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because of the requirements of, you know, living wage to people who are working on stuff uh-huh. because of uh, so many things. That we could do better to get
1: to squeeze I mean, that, more and, value and, and out of the dollars we and spend, and a lot of that goes back to a lot of a lot of the requirements that are put on, yeah, uh, contractors that are put on, um, you know, employers, not just by the county, but by the you know, not that, but by the school system, but by like the state, the Democrats and the General Assembly too. The fact is, is the fact that you know we talk about advocates for education. That's what Mike Bush really wants to see. What right. we really need are advocates for education without the air quotes, people who are actually. You know, who actually focused on delivering quality education to our kids and also people who are responsible with taxpayer money. And that's what a lot of the people like Julie Hummer and a lot of people who have served on the Board of Education in the past um, have been. They have been irresponsible with taxpayer dollars. And their their immediate reflex is to always say more, 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 as opposed to just taking a step back and say, can we do better with what we have? Yeah. Unless and uh,
2: you know. Unless they have to, which is what ends up happening. So what we've seen in the past is you have appointed, unaccountable school board members saying, we got to spend more, spend more, you're underfunding, and putting pressure on elected officials who have to actually face the voters. Now we got a situation where somebody like Julie Hummer, who says your taxes ought to be higher because we're not spending enough, because we're only spending, we're only funding 98% of the the school board's, uh, you know, dream budget, Now she has to run for election against somebody, presumably, who might say, no, yeah, that's not the case. We can work with the county council and we can do better with what we've got and and be advocates not just for education, not just for quality of education, but for a value in education.
1: And to wrap up this segment, for those of you who aren't in Anne Arundel County, um Take your Board of Education election seriously. It's a yeah. nonpartisan race, right. but do your homework. We've got a lot of candidate surveys at redmaryland.com from candidates for Good Board point. of Education Good point. all over um, you know all over the state. If you're a Baltimore County resident and you've seen this concocted yeah. nonsense going on with uh, you know, with your school superintendent up there, Verletta White, and how the Board of Education yeah. sent the same name back to the state, you know, with the, not acknowledging the fact that the person they're sending is, is the same level of corruption that Dallas Dance was, educate yourself. Yeah, she acted unethically, but she said she'd fix it. So what's the problem? Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah, there's an investigation going on that could find God knows what. We don't have to wait till it's over. She's fine. Yeah, exactly. So educate yourself about board of the Board of Education candidates. Because, look, it's a nonpartisan race. You can't easily identify yeah. the good guys and the bad guys in this one. Okay. And, and we've got them
2: at RedMaryland.com. And our survey, I've read some of these. And even if you live in, like, Frederick County or... Allegheny County or Caroline County, you might be surprised by who's running for your board of education. Right. And you're not going to find a lot of information anywhere,
1: but we've got it at redmaryland.com. Just use the search feature. You'll find Because not only, because look, quite frankly, there are some can people running for the board of education. You read their survey and they're like, oh my God, you, they can't even string a sentence together. I well, mean, there it's, is that. It's it's it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> um yeah, it is It is strange. If that's your threshold,
2: you're not going to fill a lot of holes in the ballot, I'm afraid. Yeah. But it's definitely something you want to know, and you, you can see it in very vivid detail.
1: Why don't we take a quick break? When we come back, we'll talk about the, uh, the elbows that are being thrown in the Democratic primary. Stick with us. You're listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network.
0: You can help Red Maryland grow our reach. When you visit redmaryland.com and click on the Amazon link and shop as normal, a portion of your purchase will come back to Red Maryland to help us grow. Additionally, you can buy Red Maryland t-shirts, drinkware, and other gear from our Zazzle store at zazzle.com slash redmaryland. We want to hear from you. Email us at any time at redmaryland@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also leave audio feedback on a Red Maryland talkback line at 410-205-4875. We might use your feedback on our programming. You are listening to Maryland's most trusted conservative voice, the Red Maryland Network. Be sure to follow Red Maryland on all of the major social networking sites. You can follow us at Red Maryland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+, Snapchat and Tumblr to get the latest from Red Maryland. And be sure to follow the home base for all things Red Maryland, redmaryland.com. Celebrating five years as Maryland's only network that matters, you're listening to the Red Maryland Network. Conversations and your big
1: issues with your brains and your smart stuff,
0: okay?
1: We are back, Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. I am Brian. He is Greg. Good to be here. So let's talk about the governor's race. And the big story that happened today is the Washington Post is kind of finally finding religion, if you will, in the Chris Naraja saga for those of you who have not been hip to this. Not too long after she announced, we're going back months at this point. Yeah, way back in 2017, it was revealed that Krish Vignaraja had registered to vote in the District of Columbia. Yes, uh, and that she had, but she had been claiming that she was still a resident of the state of Maryland. Vignaraja pre- had a preemptive suit. Well, against- that, let, let's set it up go, a little bit for
2: folks who really aren't familiar. The 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 Maryland Constitution. One of the constitutional requirements in order to be eligible to run for and hold the office of Governor of Maryland. Is that you have to have been uh, a resident and and registered to vote? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, for the last five years, yes, five years uh, in the state of Maryland. Chris Vignaraja, of course, was on the staff of of uh, Michelle Obama. Uh, Michelle Obama. She had a she had a residence in uh, Maryland and one in D.C., which She's, she referred to as a quote it's crash a crash pad. pad. What came out originally was documentation and Bethesda Beat was the was the first outlet to talk about this that showed that she was registered to vote in both DC and in Maryland, and that the DC documentation expressly stated and was and required uh, Ms. Vignaraja to state that she was not a resident of any because look, DC deals with this all the time, right? It said you can't be a resident or claiming residency in other state in order to vote here. Now, Miss Vignaraja originally was asked about this. This was when when she first announced. This was an issue that was pressed on her. And there's this great interview that we talked about and played uh, when she announced from from veteran D.C. reporter whose name I'm now blanking on, uh, Tom. I'm blanking on his name, on the Nandi Kamji JoJo show, uh, whose name. I always get wrong Namdi Kojo show, um, where he really he really pressed her on these issues, and the more she talked about it, the worse it sounded. Yeah, and the less it made sense. And eventually, she just stopped talking about it. and Said, "I'm not going to talk about it anymore." Now, what determines where you are a resident uh, are things like uh, where you vote, where you live, where you pay taxes. Um, it's come out, and, and so she's just refused to answer these questions. As Brian mentioned, she filed a preemptive declaratory judgment suit in Maryland and Anne Arundel County Circuit Court uh, to have the court declare that she was eligible to run for governor. Uh, that that was proceeding the State Board of Elections at the time because she was not a filed candidate. Right. filed a motion to dismiss to say, look, she's not a filed candidate. No one's challenging her her eligibility because she's not a candidate. And on the eve of the court's hearing on that motion to dismiss, Miss Vignoraja simply dismissed her lawsuit. So there was never a determination on the merits of her eligibility. When she actually filed at the deadline, like the afternoon of the filing deadline... When she
1: finally found a running mate.
2: um, Nobody has challenged her eligibility. That's not done something that's done automatically, which is... I th- I would talk to our legislators about changing that. Frankly, mm-hmm. um, none of the Democrats challenge her. Nobody else challenged her. Now, this is where it gets a little sticky because there was a time frame to do that. That time frame, at least for the, at least for the primary election, has passed. So now none of the primary opponents. Or, or nobody could challenge her eligibility to run for governor in the primary. Correct. With that date now passed, with these questions still largely unanswered, now the Washington Post prints a story with additional documentation that shows that Ms. Vignaraja signed an additional document where, again, she swore. That she was not claiming residency in any place other than the District of Columbia mm-hmm. within the last five years. Yes, a fact that would that would cut against her eligibility to be constitutionally eligible to be governor of Maryland. the 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 paper prints this. They really don't press Vignaraj on this. Vignaraj still says, "Oh, she's eligible because she owned a house in Maryland, and that's enough." By the way, didn't vote in right. 2014. Didn't vote in Maryland. I, I, I'm not aware that she voted in Maryland in 2016. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But 2014, which is within this time period, she didn't vote. Yeah. She wants to be governor, by the way. She didn't vote for Anthony Brown or anybody else for that matter, which, I mean, even if it wasn't a constitutional requirement, which it is, that that should be completely so anyway. She's not the only one, if you, look, if you look at some of the data that the, we, and the, we've the talked Seventh about State those. has put out there. Yeah, sem- you know. our friends at the Seventh State, who, you know, are they're left-wing guys, they're kind of taken aback by this, too. Right. Um, what bothers Brian, so, so now now this has come out. The Vignaraja camp says, oh, we're starting to do a little better in the polls, and this is somebody trying to knock us down.
1: There's no evidence of that at all. Well, actually,
2: there is some evidence she's done well in some forums. There's no evidence in the polls she's done anything. Well,
1: anybody can do well in a forum, but I mean... As wide
2: open as this race is, who knows? I've always thought it was the Madalino camp who was always pushing the story. Um, And he's starting to try to do something. We'll talk more about that in a second. But our problem is that... Look, Chris Vignaraja is an also round. She's not going to win the primary. No, she's never going to. She's if probably she going to finish second. Even if she were the nominee, there's no way she could ever beat Governor Hogan. Okay, and and I understand why the Hogan campaign is reluctant to challenge her eligibility because they'd be looked at as beating up on the, you know, the the Indian woman who's trying to run, and they don't need that because frankly. Unless she were the nominee, um, they don't ever have to worry about her. Though there are some questions as to whether she, if she were the nominee, whether they could still challenge her eligibility. Right. That's at least an open question. I don't know the answer to it. Um, I wouldn't, I, I'm not sure it's 100% certain they'd be able to. She's not going to get there. That's another point. What's always bothered me and Brian as well is that. There's a very clear constitutional requirement in our state constitution to be eligible to run and hold the office of the governor of Maryland. That should be enforced. Okay, it shouldn't require you know, we shouldn't have constitutional requirements that are only enforced when it's politically convenient or politically, tactically advantageous to one candidate or another. OK, obviously, the other Democrats don't want to challenge her eligibility because they don't want to look like they're beaten up on her either. OK, there's no there's nobody there's nobody in the Republican Party who's doing this. There's nobody who's challenged it. The, the state board of elections is never themselves uh, or don't have the authority or whatever it is to, to challenge this or review this or question this. There's plenty of evidence that she is not eligible to hold the office for which she is running. Yes that she is not in compliance with the Constitution. What we've seen in the past with similar, almost unique um, things in Maryland, when Tom Perez, who ran for attorney general, who's now the chairman of the DNC, um, he probably would have won, except that he received a challenge uh, to his eligibility. And in that case, it was a requirement that in order to be eligible to be a ter- Maryland attorney general, he had to practice law in Maryland for 10 years. He hadn't done that. He practiced in D.C. And the court upheld that, and he was ineligible. Okay? And and I think the courts here would follow a very similar, you know, straightforward construction.
1: I mean, the evidence- Now, there's a
2: factual issue, mm-hmm. but I think it's pretty clear where it comes down.
1: Yeah, so the evidence, and again, I'm not a lawyer, you are, the evidence seems pretty ironclad that she's not eligible to run under the Constitution. I, I you know what, there's other questions you'd want to have, because I'd like to see her tax
2: returns. I'd like to see, you know, questions of how long she lived one place or the other, maybe where she had her cars registered. I mean, those residency types of issues. But the documents that we have are very clear declarations signed by Ms. Vignaraja in which she expressly eschewed, a claim of Maryland residency yes. within the last five years. Yes, open and shut. Okay. Um, and she's never ha- she's never been pressed by the media uh, to answer those questions, or to have any of these other things. And if she is ineligible, and she's able to be on the ballot, even if she comes in seventh or sixth or fifth or fourth or whatever. The fact is, my concern is that there's a precedent set that other people who are not from Maryland, who do not have the residency requirement of Maryland, and let's be honest, we live in a state where 51% of the people who live here weren't born here. Yeah, we are a very transient state. We're a very transient state, okay? Five years being a resident and voting here is not that big a requirement, frankly, It's a little thing that the 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 framers of the Maryland Constitution put in there to have some protection on someone swooping in and
1: just running for governor. And oh, by the way, there are plenty of other offices that you can run for in the state of Maryland that do not require a five year, a five year residency requirement. I mean, to be elected to the General Assembly, all you have to do is be a resident for one year and live in your district for six months. Yeah.
2: Prior to that. And the I don't want to beat this to death, but I am a conservative, rule of law, constitutional guy. There is a constitutional violation going on, at least potentially, and the fact that it has not been resolved and and that a constitutional violation or a question of constitutional eligibility for a candidate running for the highest office in the state is incredibly irksome to me. No, I agree. And you know, part of the problem is politicians don't want to, don't see the advantage in it, so they're not challenging it. But what really bothers me is that the media has largely ignored this issue and not done what they claim their job is. I mean, the Washington Post has barely even mentioned this story. You know, the Democracy Dies in the Dark folks who went after Nixon to the bitter end, as, as they should fine have not even... You know, they they could have printed this story three months ago. Yeah. And it would have had a much bigger impact when there was time to actually for a challenge to be made. And they didn't report it. Yeah. The document they got, they could have gotten
1: long ago. Nope. Couldn't agree more. While we're talking about the governor's race, let's talk about let's talk about this free college proposal, because this is yeah. just Ben Jealous brought um, brought Bernie Sanders to 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 maryland before an intimate crowd of yeah, about gonna say, two dozen people you know it
2: was like a hundred people most of them white in prince george's county which was kind of funny i mean even the even the sun reporters are like yeah this was what happened i mean when you go into a high school gym and you have to cordon off part of the high school gym for the crowd you know so the pictures look like there's a lot of people and you see the wide shot yeah i mean that's pathetic it's you had bad. more people at that sheriff's debate than they had at this, and Bernie Sanders was there. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe they, they did on short notice or whatever,
1: but Bernie Sanders can draw more people than that. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. So now there's, you know, Ben Jealous is talking about his free college for everybody plan. This is the sure. same day that Governor Hogan signs the free the community college bill. Whether you like that or not, well, that's matter. Let's be clear day. about that. It's it's community college under certain circumstances
2: it's going to cost about 15 million dollars okay um and it creates some opportunities that that it's it's not that big a deal
1: people may like it people may not like it but the governor signed it, Calling it a free is-
2: college is a little unfair and it's nothing it's a, it's a scintilla it's a drop in the bucket compared to what compared to what Ben jealous But is
1: now now Rich Madalino is going after Ben jealous basically saying he stole my idea it's hilarious. Well, look at who they're look at who
2: they're arguing with. Look at who they're targeting. I mean, there's still no television. There's still barely
1: any media coverage. Well, no, there's the Madalino ad on television. In right, we talk MSNBC about that. MSNBC and in Montgomery County.
2: Right, right. You know, right. His path to victory is in Montgomery County, which I, you know, maybe the math works for that, but it's it seems it seems crazy. But yeah, they're all trying to outdo each other, and uh, you know. Promising the the sky, and by the way, the 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 free college thing from Jealous, that's something that we talked about months ago. That the Washington Post said was a pie in the sky kind of idea. Yeah, and by the way, it's much more reasonable than the health care plan he has.
1: Yeah, you know, and here's the crazy thing: just talking about this, and
2: he's got all the teachers' unions' endorsement. Yeah, so that should tell you something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's got the teachers' union endorsement over people who've actually done something. Look, and you may like Baker. You may like Kamenitz. You probably don't if you're listening to this show. You probably don't like Madalino either. They at least have a record. Yeah. And the teachers' unions basically said, you know what? All that water you were carrying for us, up yours, pal.
2: Yeah. And we're going to go with this guy. Yeah, I mean, they've had budgets, and they've had to deal with tax issues, and— pay teachers and cops and all that kind of i mean i'm not arguing in favor
1: of kevin Uh, no 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 that is definitely imagination but it does it does kind of show that um you may bend the knee for the teachers union but they're not gonna do anything for you yeah 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 if you're if those guys aren't
2: liberal enough for them i mean what do they think the, the a democratic governor is gonna do
1: I mean, it's probably put up statues terrifying. of Lenin, from what I can tell. Good golly! The crazy thing, Greg. I don't know where they're going to get the money. Well, there's that. The crazy thing, Greg, is the fact that we are seven weeks, less than seven weeks, yeah, from the primary election. Yeah, and we've absolutely no idea what the hell's happening in the Democratic primary. Yeah, we have no idea. It,
2: there's almost no news coverage. There's almost no media. There's no polling. There's no polling. There hasn't been any polling. We'll get a campaign finance report in a couple of weeks. That'll at least give us some idea.
1: But, I mean, it won't necessarily. I mean, But if they're
2: all spending their money on Facebook ads, I mean.
1: Yeah, we're not the target demographic for that.
2: Yeah. If nobody's buying television, then you don't need a lot of money, you would think. Um, and, and the last polls we sh- saw show it as an in- insanely wide open race. And it shows that all of them are getting clocked by
1: Governor Hogan in the
2: general election. Well, there is that. There's lots of evidence of that. Uh, well, and, and that's the thing. When they come out, yeah, everything about this governor's race is upside down from yes. anything in the past. Everything about this governor's race has defied conventional wisdom. And I and keep, in some that, ways defied logic. And, yeah. And every day I keep thinking, okay, when's it going to start to look like what I would expect it to be? And it never does. I mean, you've got Democrats, this wide open race where they're... Uh, they're starting to elbow a little bit, but they're not really going after each other savagely. No. That's got to... you got to think that's got to change. And again, this change. goes...
1: But you, you, this, is, this is the rare election where you've got seven top-tier, quote-unquote, I use that term very loosely, candidates. Right. People who are recognized as the major candidates for governor, not leaving leaving Alpha right. Ralph Jaffe and that other guy. Right. Though they actually had a forum the other night where all nine of them were there. Okay. that was a shock. But... You know, nobody has nobody has really established themselves. Nobody has a large lead. Nobody has a big financial lead. Usually, yeah. first off, usually by the time you get to this point, there's only three or four candidates left, and there's plenty of undecided to change the
2: race in anybody's direction. Yeah, there's enough undecided for anybody to win,
1: which is insane. Wouldn't it be great if Ralph Jaffe won this primary? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Well, and the, and the yes, it would be hilarious. <laughs> and the other thing is,
2: you got an electorate and i don't know what turnout's going to end up being in the primary um but you got an electorate that's com- you know we've talked about this in the past that's completely gone loco even for a a state democratic base that generally is fairly you know liberal well they're all they're liberal but they're fairly establishment
1: oriented i mean yeah. this is clinton country and it, traditionally. And then you look at those polls, like we talked, we've discussed in the past, right. where it's 40% of the people the think biggest, the biggest, biggest issue is Donald Trump. Trump.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And this is who they're appealing to. Um, and the guys who you would think would be, you know, Russian Baker should be the leader, but he can't close. He's not scaring anybody. Everybody else, uh,
1: you know, every candidate in this race has a massive flaw. Whether yeah. it's and by the way, performance wh- or no money or no right. name ID or just being kind of a jerk, and there's guys like Jim Shea who supposedly have a million dollars or not. that we've heard nothing from. Nothing. How is that even possible? Now look again, if, as you point out, if, I mean if we're if not all in of, the bubble, so we're not. The if focus, all of the still. money is being spent on direct mail and Facebook ads. I mean, don't be wrong, there are certain candidates I keep getting Facebook ads right. every freaking day of the week right. from. Okay, right? They're not D's. There are I get some
2: D's, actually,
1: which is weird. But yeah, you? I hear what you're saying. That's fascinating. I, mean, I had one on Twitter you, today. I'm like, really? I okay. always sometimes like to click the link and see why it says, why am I getting this ad? <laughs> I, I clicked that because it's like, your targeting sucks. Because sometimes people just like carpet bomb an area where it's yeah. like, I want voters in this zip code. Well, they can't pick
2: registered Democrats on social media. That's their problem. But you
1: can pick if you can go in there and pick people who identify like there are demographic characteristics. Like, if we put an ad out for Red Maryland, I can say I want people within five miles of this spot who identify themselves are very conservative. Okay, well, all right. So you it's not that. voter registration numbers. Right. But, uh,
2: you know... Oh, maybe this says something about you. You're anti-Trumpism, oh. maybe.
1: I'm kidding. I'm giving you a hard time. <laughs> but no, they're not Democrats. They're all Republicans, is my oh, okay. point. Okay, all right. Um, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe you are doing something wrong. There you go. But, um, but, you know, the candidates, I'm, you know... So... That's a lot of what we're seeing, but we're not going to be on the direct mail for that. We're not going to be seeing the Facebook ads or anything like that for that. We're not going to generally be seeing the Twitter ads for that. Which I think— And if if that's—sorry to interrupt, but if that's where the battle is being fought, that means a couple of things. One, you and I are never going to see it, okay? Two, that means most voters in Maryland are not going to see it. Right. And three, it means the media is not going to see it. None of us are going to know what's going to happen until the polls close. It's going to be impossible to gauge. And by the way, none of
2: these guys will have name recognition going into the general.
1: Or money. because uh, you've got Or to, money. Because you've got to suspect that you know, it would be foolish for these guys to take it. If they don't know they're going to make it through to the next day, then it would be foolish for them to leave, leave money in the bank. Agreed. Agreed. Again, that is common
2: sense. That's logic. That's conventional wisdom. But like I said, everything <laughs> about fair. this race hey, has divide
1: that. Maybe they're going to be like Blankenship in, in West Virginia yesterday who didn't right. campaign and went out and got his general election suit while he finished in third place. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, yeah, I
2: um, I don't know. And it is weird. It is weird because even the media, and I think you can, when you read the Sun coverage of some of this stuff, because look, the Sun wants to cover these guys. The Sun wants to, this is this is the tightest horse race for this that they've ever had. Right. Right. But even they seem to have a hard time covering it in any horse race kind of sense.
1: Yeah, because it's not like... Because it, there's, no, there's no top two. Right.
2: Right. And and when you don't do big general media, like a television ad, then you can't have... You can't go and have a reaction piece from the public about the campaign ad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if, you know, if if liberals on on, you know, Snapchat are getting ads from Rich Melino <laughs> or whatever, whatever the situation is. Um then you know, it's kind of hard for the to get to to do any sort of reaction to that. It's not readily apparent. I think that's part of the media's problem too. But again, none of these which again defies logic. You would think a multi-way race would generate a lot of interest. There'd be a lot of advertising. There'd be a lot of things going on that people would be aware of it, that it would maybe help whoever the eventual winner was, because it, all, all you see on TV when you try to watch, you know, uh, the evening news would be ads. But you take that out of the equation it really is a bizarre. And think about this. It's too. Really a, it really even it drives home what a bizarre world we live in now.
1: Even just campaign signs. We'll kind of f- wrap it up with this. Campaign signs, bumper stickers. Yeah. There is nothing. You know, I I have the only seen any. yeah. There's not even. Um, Greg and I often like going to and from work have to drive on Route 50 sure. past Freeway Airport. Sure. At Freeway Airport in Prince George's County, there is basically a campaign sign farm, for right. lack of a better right. term. And it's got pretty much every usually Democrat, but not always right. candidate under the sun has a, has a four by eight. There's a lot there. of signs there. There's not a single one for a Democratic there, candidate for governor. I,
2: I saw one for the comptroller, right? But not one for any of these Democrats.
1: Not even Russian Baker.
2: Yeah, uh, it is. It is. Astounding, see, to I me. See, I see. I see quite a lot of.
1: I see quite a lot of like yard signs and four by eights for Prince George's County executive candidates in sure, Prince George's County. Sure. But nothing. Nothing. For these guys running for governor.
2: Now, maybe in Montgomery County it's different. Maybe in but again, that goes to
1: But I drove through last last week I took with right. the family and I went up to Pennsylvania. So we drove up through Baltimore County, Hartford County, Cecil County. Nothing. Not even in Baltimore County. Right. Lots of yard signs for um you know, for legislative candidates, county sure. council candidates. Right. Um couple of Hogan signs that were like tied in with some other candidates. Right. Oh, we love doing that. These but, guys love doing that. Oh boy do they ever. Um, synergy but and it's funny because there was, there was a commenter on red maryland who said i'm not gonna vote for anybody who's tied in with the hogan side yeah because hogan let us down uh, bah, bah, bah. go elect a democrat loser
2: yeah no. I mean, yeah the yeah the the polling numbers obviously aren't supporting that there's very many people like that because all these guys are using that look I, and again maybe it's because where we live but again if that's the case then, how is that Democrat come July yeah. going to try to reach into Eastern Shore, Southern Maryland, they're that Northern point, Maryland, Western Maryland? Especially when they're out of money. Especially when they're out of money. Especially when the governor's got $9 million plus. He's and, oh, just way, on, and oh, by the way. And oh, by the way. And universal know, name recognition and high positive the governor, rate. The governor's campaign hasn't even started yet. Yeah. I well, mean, why it, doesn't would ha- he? it doesn't have to. Who's he going to campaign to? He doesn't have to do anything right now except raise money, which yeah. believe me, he's do- which and I think is another reason why he's out campaigning for some of these other guys that he's supporting. So, you know, it goes out for Al Redmer or he goes down for um, Mary Beth Caroza. Well, Mary Beth Carroza, oh, but Jack for Bailey, Jack Bailey um, both Red Maryland and endorsed, by the way, um, he's got time to do that. I mean, he can campaign anywhere and support his campaign. But now in the primary season he's got, he's plenty got the of time luxury. To do this, yeah. He's got the luxury to, you know, flex his muscles a little bit. And um and I'm sure he's raising money. He should be, I'm sure he oh, is. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, it again defies logic. Defies logic. Right. right. And we're not even seeing maybe we'll see more. We've seen a few endorsements, but we're not even seeing those fast and
1: furious. No. I mean, a lot of people are just taking taking a flyer on this and just sitting it out. I mean there's this, there's just not a lot of even news coverage of this. Right. I mean this should be
2: this race, especially now you got f- what, 50 some days till early voting
1: starts. No, we have 48, 48 days 48 until days. the actual day of the primary. Okay. So early okay. voting starts in, l- in like a month. Yeah. So you got a month till early vote
2: till votes actually start getting cast. Absentee ballots are going out within days. I mean this really should this race should be the front page of the Baltimore Sun somewhere every single day you but, would think but these guys can't generate enough news to justify that it doesn't seem right I mean they occasionally will have a forum and then they have this weird thing where they've they have some sort of agreement that they all have to be one, and then Maddalena wants to go toe-to-toe with Ben Jealous and Ben Jealous says no I said I want everybody there uh which I guess I mean did Maddalena not agree to that so obviously there's not an agreement. Um, so they're not doing to be a- fair.
1: Madalino lying would not be.
2: And by the way, if they did a forum, and this is something that they were, com- I saw the Sun reporters complaining about on Twitter. You got nine people. You do an opening statement. Now you- you're twenty minutes in. Yeah, you, you and a closing statement. You
1: get what? Three rounds of questions. Yeah, maybe. I I here's what I want. Here's what I want to see. I want to see MPT or some television station right. block off two hours for television right. and just let them go. I'm but, even, then I'll how, watch. but
2: even even if you cut it to seven, uh-huh. even if you cut it to seven, and you got two hours, so you got 120 minutes, I mean, do the math. I know. That's not a lot of time for these guys, and it's almost no time for them to really dig in to where they might disagree with one another. I mean, at this point— And who does that help? And, you know, you get into this seventh-level chess— Game theory as to who help who does this help, who does that help. Right.
1: And nobody really knows. And all of them probably need the help at this point, because again, none of them have any juice at all. Right. You know, as far as like a a Q factor or anything like that. Nobody knows who these people are. They're all getting clocked by Larry Hogan. The more people people learn about the the more people learn about these candidates, particularly the general electorate, the less they like them.
2: Yeah. I mean a lot of the stuff with Larry Hogan is it is name recognition yes, but he has high positives. Promises made, promises kept. He has high positives. If if he would if he had universal name recognition, and and wasn't polling very high, in job approval, then he'd be vulnerable. Right. But he's got both. So and he's got the money to whoever comes out. He can define them. Yeah. Because no no no. Because most of the, they're still going to have very low name recognition when they're done this. And they're going to have a divided party because the winner of this is going to probably 70 percent of the Democrats probably voted against. Them. And it could be more. I mean, this yeah. is
1: depending on how this all so shakes out. Twenty four, twenty five percent could win this thing.
2: And by the way, this is the this is the fun stat I like to throw out there. If you look at some of the polls, 25 percent of Democrats say they're ready to vote for Governor Hogan right now. I mean, if Governor Hogan were in this primary, he might he'd have primary. a chance of winning. <laughs> I mean, which is insane. We if some states, if by we the thought way, thought of that. If if we had heard someone say that five years ago, we we'd have them committed. The yeah. thought that that could happen before this governor got elected, even even after he got elected, okay, like a year ago, if if we'd said that would be the case, we'd be like, that's crazy. Five Come years on.
1: ago, what we're talking about right now is beyond any fever dream we would have had five years right. ago. I mean, that's. That's Ditka versus the Hurricane type
2: stuff, <laughs> and here we are, and here we are, and you got to think at some point it's got to change. At some point, the Democrats got to get their act together. They got to start, you know. But remember raising this though. Money. But remember
1: this: in the middle of all I of this, that you've that got you've got all these undercard things going on, where you've got the unions declaring war on Mike Miller and his minions. Yeah, you've got. You know, no, you've got this 34-person scrum for Montgomery County Council at large for four spots. You've got, what, nine Democrats running for Montgomery County Executive. You've got yeah. all these Democrats beating each other up in in Baltimore County for their county
2: executive race. No, the, de- the Maryland Democratic Party is—you can't even call it a civil war. It's like— it's like medieval Europe. No, it's the Russian
1: Civil War where you had like four factions just fighting each
2: other it, all the time. I mean, it's 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 like feudal Europe where there are, you know, duchies fighting each other and occasional alliances and you know, some some, you know, German protectorate joining on the side of somebody. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's and can they ever get united enough to get behind a candidate who can beat Larry
1: Hogan? Time will tell. Because, uh, because, by the way, don't forget this, okay? And just, just, just don't forget this. The primary's over, the right. party's divided, and then everybody goes on vacation, everybody stops paying attention until Labor Day. I, I mean, that's typically the case. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, you're going to have July and August to get your name recognition up to raise money? When, you know, I mean, yeah. That's why I say it just defies... because I Because I would say you know don't get happy as republicans let's wait till september and see what it is you know i wouldn't even start to get serious about about getting optimistic about governor hogan winning until we see where the polls are in in september but, you but start, now you start to look at where things are and where it's going and i don't want to be you know super fans you know is the hurricane named Dicka. but i mean you do have you do start to have a hard time absent just just you know, blue wave, blind zombie D's voting D.
1: But, and again, we've already where the but already, where the mass starts to work. And we've but we've already and we've already seen. Just look at the Goucher poll. We talked about this, right? That the zombie D thing is certainly starting to fall by the wayside, right? Uh, but at the same time, don't forget this: this race has defied logic from the get go. A year yeah. ago at this time, we saw people like. Alec Ross and Shea and some of these, Madalino even, get into this race, and it's like, what the hell are they doing? Right. You know, it's just cute. Eventually, they'll drop out and let the real adults sort this out. And it never happened. And it's not going to happen. It can happen. I mean, they're all in the ballot at this point. Ballots are getting ready to go out. Everybody's in it to the finish now. Right. And so what are...
2: Exactly. And then you get, like I say, you get this seventh level chess game theory. You know, how does Alec... if, If... if Chris Vignoraja is ticking up one or two percentage points, does that come from Matt or does that come from Ben By the way, this it,
1: this this kind of election you know. is the fever dream for those types who want ranked choice voting. Oh, wow. Well. I mean, does Verletta-White
2: situation help Kaminitz, or does it help Baker, or does it help Jealous, or does it help neither? Does I, it mean, help Ralph <laughs> I mean, Ralph Jaffe? I mean— is is it all? Is someone going to come in and steal it because they have the money to go hire buses to bring people to the polling places, and they just have a better turnout campaign model that that nobody's going to see coming? It's it's all
1: possible. You I know? mean, all of this stuff is, is possible.
2: It, is it the campaign with the best data modeling and and you know hyper hyper specific targeting to the right constituencies? That's going to probably yeah, which. I mean, it's a mess. It's a mess, and I'm glad for once it's not our mess. Well, I mean, we could ne- if we were this divided, we no one would ever
1: give us a I chance mean, look, of doing anything. if we had look to be fair, we've got 11 people in the ballot for U.S. Senate. Right. Not many people are really paying attention to that. Right. Um, you know, we're probably we don't right. even know if we're going to endorse in that race at this point. I'm not sure we're. I know we're getting requests to do
2: that, but it's not looking good. Um. So, you know, we'll yeah. see.
1: I mean, it's just. But again, because that because you're right, Republicans. That's ena- Republicans. We ha- we have no delusions that we're going to win the U.S. Senate race this year. Okay, it would be and nice. The fact that it's that divided
2: kind of indicates the opposite, right? Yeah. I mean, the guy with the most signs out might end up winning the primary. Right. He finished second last time. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, he doesn't have to spell well on our website. He could still, you know, he could. Can... <laughs> I love that, by the way. Um, the best part was the
1: defending it on Facebook.
2: Did you see that? Yeah. 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 Well, I did it on my phone. And then somebody's like, well, wait, wait a minute. You want to be a U.S. senator and you're answering a candidate survey on your phone and not double-checking your spelling? I mean, is that really what a U.S. senator would do? <laughs> but he might end up – who knows? I see his signs everywhere. I do see I see, see more it. signs for him than I do uh, Russian Baker or Kevin Kamen. It's for governor.
1: So. I know. Hey, on the bright side, hey, he's got a good storage system. Yeah, I'd say so. Because he he just keeps trotting the same signs out year after year. All right, let's bring this this into port. Um, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, com is where you want to go for information about the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Tickets go on sale Thursday, May the 10th at 10 a.m. Lots of information there. If you want to be a sponsor, you can go ahead and do that we got lots of stuff over at redmaryland.com, by the January way. January
2: 26, 2019. Mark it on your calendar.
1: Yes. we got lots of stuff over at redmaryland.com. Uh, of course, all the candidate surveys. They're, yes. they're still coming in. Yeah, they're still coming in. We've got Fast em. and free. You'll you have to refresh constantly. Yeah. They're basically going up every three hours during the day at this point. They're I mean, we're, six a day. we're
2: inundated with them. And, and uh, you know... Use the search feature, folks. We'll start organizing them a little bit. But wherever you live, just search, man. People are going to start getting their sample ballots soon. Yeah, and that'll be the perfect time. Just punch in. Who's this guy? Punch that in. Who's this guy? I mean, we we've built, and Brian deserves a credit because it was his brainchild. Uh, built an incredible reservoir of information on local candidates, unprecedented. And I'm sure we will definitely get all the credit we deserve. For- <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. You get
2: a friggin' award Friday night. I'm telling you that right
1: now. <laughs> I get an award. Red Maryland should get an award. We should. We 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 should always get an award. You know, we could always just like make our own championship belt and just go with that. And just I'll. <laughs> you can have the belt. Okay. I'll I'll invoice that. Um, <laughs> RedMaryland.com. All the great stuff from there, plus other stuff too, like this show, like the May yeah. poll that's open until next week. Like our story. Oh yeah, about- like yeah. Keep
2: voting in the poll like we don't know there's like record participation in the poll.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, like the story about Julie Hummer, like Brian the story about Brian Frosch. There's lots of stuff at redmarilyn.com. Go there. Bookmark it. Share it with your friends. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Red Instagram at Red Twitter at Red You're the force multiplier. That's right. Share it with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors. They may not know we're here yet. You know we're here. They may need to know about the candidates in their community. Share, just share the stuff. Invite them to like the page. Invite them to the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Just share the stuff. You help spread the message at no cost to us, no cost to you, okay? Much like you can buy your stuff at Amazon um, using our Amazon link, which you go to redmaryland.com slash support us and click on that link and make your purchases for Mother's Day. Using that Amazon link. Absolutely. A portion of that comes back to us. It doesn't cost anything to you. You can go to Zazzle.com slash Red Maryland. Buy Red Maryland Network swag. Do you know what else doesn't cost anything, Greg? What's that? Subscribing to Red Maryland Network programming. We come at you multiple times a week, usually. Um, over the weekend, we have Red Maryland Election Focus. Greg interviews candidates heading into the primary election. we got a election. special
2: edition this weekend from the, from the convention. You want to check that out? Sunday, it's a, uh, that'll be a special
1: episode of Red Maryland Radio, but it'll be like an episode of Election Focus. It'll be exactly like it. Um, Sundays, it's the air raid with yours truly. Um, Tuesdays, eventually, Greg will bring back the conservative refuge. He promised it would be in May. It's I'm going to try for next week. It's still May.
2: Well, we did a show. It's Wednesday night. Give me a break. And we're doing a show Friday night.
1: It is. That's true. You get two shows a week out of me at this point, as busy as I've been. That's, That's good. And then we'll be back next Thursday for the flagship uh red maryland radio you can subscribe to red maryland network programming by the way on itunes stitcher Spreaker, the TuneIn radio app and google play and have red maryland programming automatically downloaded to the device of your choice and if you want to reach out and contact us oh by the way if you want to just throw us a couple bucks paypal.me slash red maryland yeah, is how you can make a donation um if you want to talk to us about advertising either on the network or advertising supporting the convention yeah uh the conference rather um redmaryland at gmail.com you can reach mm-hmm. out to us or you can make a slip of some money at paypal.me slash redmaryland and if you want to uh call us the red maryland talkback line 410-205-4875 that that's number? 410-205-4875 we will feature your comments on a future red maryland network broadcast and once again redmarylandconference.com the red maryland leadership conference january 26 2019 at the double tree in annapolis greg any final thoughts Uh, your friends are going to
2: ask you, who are these guys running? Tell them to go to redmaryland.com. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely. So for everybody here at the network, thank you very much for listening. For Greg Klein, I am Brian Griffiths. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network.